The following episode can be viewed on the YouTube channel Bernie or Bust Television. Good morning, USA, and welcome to another episode of the Bernie or Bust Show. Dickie McGeezaks! I think Kyle Kalinske is all in on Bernie or Bust. I'll let you decide. simple question. There's a very good chance none of you are going to have enough delegates to the Democratic National Convention to clinch this nomination. Okay? If that happens, I want all of your opinions on this. Should the person with the most delegates at the end of this primary season be the nominee, even if they are short of a majority? Senator Sanders, I'm going to let you go last here because I know your view on this. <laughs> so instead, I will start with you, Mayor Bloomberg. Whatever the rules of the Democratic Party are, they should be followed. And if they have a process, which I believe okay. they do, I'm trying to do so this that everybody else, fast. everybody can, can... So you can. want the convention to work its will? Yes. Senator Warren. But a convention working its will means that people have the delegates that are pledged to them, and they keep those delegates until the leading you come person? to the convention. No. All okay. the people. All righty. Vice President Biden? Play by the rules. Yes or no? Leading person with the delegates, should they be the nominee or not? No, let the process work its way out. Mayor Buttigieg? Not necessarily, not to lose Senator majority. Klobuchar? Let the process work. Senator Sanders? Well, the process includes 500 superdelegates on the second ballot. So I think that right. the will of the people should okay. prevail. Yes. Uh, First thank class, you guys. Most votes should become the nominee. Five no's and a yes. We are not done yet. All no's, except one. NBC, we just learned about this before the show nbc and their upload of this cut out this part i wonder why look at how they they just brushed over that and kept moving there was no follow-up question there was no whoa 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 what did you just agree to here <laughs> all of you except bernie uh. i want you to understand how serious what you just saw is every candidate except bernie said no, the person with the most votes should not necessarily win. What? Excuse you? Wait, 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 wait. Serious question. Why even have an election? Why even have an election? If you're going to say this person got the most votes and we're just going to ignore that and we're going to go with somebody else, why are you even bothering to have an election? There was an article in the Washington Post the other day that everybody was making fun of. It was titled, like, the elites need to be more involved in picking the president or picking the presidential candidates or something of that yeah. effect. Now you know why they're saying it. Guys, they're already prepping for a contested convention. And everybody on stage except Bernie is like, hey, man, those are the rules. Now, moving to this article, Bloomberg quietly plotting brokered convention strategy. So we know what's going on here, and it's been this way for a hundred years, to be fair. The Democratic Party has been rigged against populist insurgents for at least a hundred years. So this is nothing new with the Democratic Party. I don't know why you would call it a Democratic Party, though, when the process is so undemocratic. But anyway, Bloomberg quietly plotting brokered convention strategy by David Siders. Mike Bloomberg is privately lobbying Democratic Party officials and donors allied with his moderate opponents to flip their allegiance to him. So he's trying to get the moderate superdelegates to flip their support over to him. He's already been trying to tell the other moderate candidates to get out of the race now so it doesn't screw him up. And now he's talking to their superdelegates, trying to get them to come over 
are pledged to come over early and block Bernie Sanders in the event of a brokered national convention. I'm gonna say that if Bernie is polling at 30%, he'll probably get close to 30% of the delegates. And if he does, that's a plurality, but it's not going to be a majority. And they're gonna do this hoop-de-doo if we don't get it fixed. In other words, if we don't come with some kind of dynamite strategy to change Bernie's polling and delegates from 30% to upwards of 50%, then we can expect that the superdelegates are gonna wade in in the second round. Every delegate, pledged or unpledged, become unpledged in the second round. And I haven't seen that a lot on network news. I don't think there's a lot of corporate news media talking about the fact that all the delegates become unpledged in the second round. So it's a free-for-all. It's just a free-for-all. And so Bloomberg's making all these backroom deals right now, and he has a lot of money to grease the wheels of these deals. And so he's wheeling and dealing and cigar chomping and getting all of these people who are susceptible to money. And who knows what he's offering them? He could be offering them jobs or or future cooperation on legislation. Who knows? Um, tax deals. I, I bet that happened with Trump. So here we have all this wheeling, dealing behind the scenes. Everything could come unglued if the convention becomes contested. And all these candidates are there, and they're all pledging, like Elizabeth, to go the distance for that reason. They're expecting that Bernie won't get 50% plus one, that it will be a brokered convention, and they all want to get to the end so they all have bargaining chips. And it's going to take something drastic, and Kyle is going to propose that drastic thing in his clip. I, was, I watched it to the end. I was so excited to see, because other pundits talk about it. Crystal Ball yesterday, I think, said that if they try to screw Bernie at the convention, all hell will break loose. But I was waiting for her to describe what kind of hell that would be. And all she said was, all hell will break loose. She didn't say what that hell would look like. Kyle is getting prescriptive here. He's making some suggestions for a recipe that might actually unfuck the convention. And so I'm very proud of him. I, I want to get to the end of this clip. Don't miss it. So if you want to skip ahead, that's fine. But don't miss the conclusion that Kyle comes to, that Crystal doesn't come to, that Jimmy Dore doesn't come to, that Tim Black doesn't come to, David Dole certainly doesn't come to, uh, nobody else I'm watching and showing to you. Nobody else has said what Kyle is about to say today. So this is big news for Burning Your Bus television. So let me tell you a little bit more about Bloomberg. This outreach of Bloomberg, this deal-making, has involved meetings and telephone calls with supporters of Biden and Buttigieg, as well as uncommitted DNC members. Uncommitted means unpledged, which means superdelegates. It's sort of like high fructose corn syrup. They don't want to label it that anymore because everyone knows high fructose corn syrup is bad for you. And everybody knows superdelegates are bad for democracy. So when you see the word uncommitted or unpledged, that just means party insiders, superdelegates. In Virginia, Texas, Florida, Oklahoma, and North Carolina, according to one of the strategists who participated in meetings and calls. So we've got Bloomberg strategists talking with Politico magazine. With Sanders' emergence as the frontrunner in the presidential primary, Democrats in those states have recently raised the prospect that the Democratic Socialists could be a top-of-the-ticket liability. 
There's a whole operation going on, which is genius, said one of the strategists, who is unaffiliated with any campaign, and it's going to help them win on the second ballot. They're telling them that's their strategy. So in come all these Bloomberg dealmakers saying, hey, we got a genius plan here. We're going to take it away from Bernie. Are you in? It's a presumptuous play for a candidate who hasn't yet won a delegate or even appeared on a ballot, and it could also wreak havoc to the convention, raising the prospect of party insiders delivering the nomination to a billionaire over a progressive populist. Other candidates have quietly been in contact for months with superdelegates, the DNC members, there they use the word, members of Congress and other party officials who cannot vote on the first ballot at a contested national convention, but none have showcased it as a feature of their campaign as Hillary Clinton did in 2016. Asked about Bloomberg's efforts, spokeswoman Julie Wood said Thursday, we have an enormous apparatus that is constantly reaching out to all types of people for support and to explain why we think Mike is the best candidate to take on Donald Trump. I can just see Donald Trump and Mike Bloomberg debating and comparing their enormous apparatus. The rule prohibiting superdelegates or automatic delegates from voting on the first ballot of a contested convention was instituted only after the last convention, which followed a primary in which superdelegates overwhelmingly sided against Sanders and with the establishment-oriented Clinton. The reduction of those delegates' power was a major victory for the Democratic Party's left flank, while many Democrats, regardless of ideology, believed it could help broaden the party's appeal to young voters skeptical of centralized party power. Earlier this year, when a small group of DNC members began gauging support for a potential policy reversal to allow superdelegates to vote on the first ballot, DNC officials quickly dismissed the idea and even proponents of a change acknowledged they could not get traction for it. Boy, imagine what would have happened in that case. Then you would have seen real, actual pitchforks. If Sanders secures a plurality of delegates but loses the nomination on a second ballot, many moderate and progressive Democrats alike predict the national convention in Milwaukee would devolve into chaos. I just made my reservations yesterday. My hotel reservations are made. I'm going to be in Milwaukee. I have a big voice. I've got my chance ready to go. Please make your plans now. Please try to save money on lodging if you can and travel because... There are going to be a lot of human beings in Milwaukee in July. Bloomberg's effort comes as the prospect of a contested convention becomes less and less remote. Count on it, people. There's going to be a contested convention. And they're going to try to rig it. And they're going to try to give it to Bloomberg or Elizabeth or Pete or Biden or whoever's left standing. None of those candidates are going to drop out early. None of those candidates are in it for any other reason than to block Bernie. They don't care. Not one of those candidates cares about defeating Donald Trump, despite what they tell you. They're all in it to defeat Bernie. So get your reservations in now. We need to see you in Milwaukee. I'm giving away some of Kyle's thunder, though, so I'll keep going with this story. The billionaire former New York City mayor's deluge of spending on television advertisements and campaign infrastructure put him into contention while further muddling the Democratic primary field. Many moderates, including Bloomberg supporters, fear that the centrist vote may be divided, allowing Sanders, the more progressive senator from Vermont, to reach the convention with more delegates than any of them. And you can count on that. Bernie's going to reach the convention with more than 30% of the delegates, but we need him to come with more than 50%. That's where Bernie or Bust comes in. 
or it's going to be blood in the streets. If Sanders accomplishes that, but fails to amass the 1991 delegates necessary to clinch the nomination on the first ballot, superdelegates could prove pivotal, a possibility raised in Wednesday's presidential debate. But as Kyle pointed out, that part was edited out of the video. Dun, dun, dun. Ask if the person who arrives at the convention with the most delegates should become the nominee, even if he or she falls short of a majority. Sanders said the will of the people should prevail and that the person who has the most votes should become the nominee. In contrast, Bloomberg and every other candidate suggested convention rules should dictate the outcome, meaning only a candidate with a majority of delegates should claim the nomination. Following the debate, former Los Angeles Mayor Antonio Villaraigosa, who has endorsed Bloomberg and chaired the 2012 Democratic National Convention, said a second ballot will likely be required this year. I think everybody's going to be scrambling for delegates, he said, and I think all the candidates made that clear, except for Sanders. All right, back to Kyle. They are, by definition, undemocratic and authoritarian, but those are the rules. Okay, so hold on now, wait. Let's digest that for a second. You are, all of you support an undemocratic position. You don't believe in democracy. And all of you, except Bernie, are authoritarian. You think you know better. You think Democratic Party elites behind closed doors should get to override the will of the people. Let's just get it all on the record here, because that's what you believe. Right. I have to say, guys, this is disqualifying for every single one of those candidates on stage, except Bernie, of course. You're done. Nobody. And now what does that mean? This is disqualifying. So that's paving the way for what he's going to say later. Keep keep tuned. That's why he said this. That disqualifies every candidate except Bernie. OK, we should even consider you. You're telling the voters what they do doesn't matter. Right. Why is this not the biggest story in the goddamn country right now? All of the, the yelping and the screaming and the moaning that we all saw in corporate media over the past year, two years, three years even, of, oh my God, the Russians are going to sway the election and not going to allow the votes to be counted right. And oh my God, Donald Trump is undermining elections. And oh my God, Facebook, we must regulate Facebook because they're undermining elections. And in one segment on a debate stage in front of millions of people, all of you say, I don't believe in democracy. I, I believe in authoritarianism. I believe elites should override the will of the people. That's me. That's what I believe. This is the biggest story in the country right now. And it's not being discussed in mainstream media. You want to know why? Because they all don't like Bernie. Bernie's leading. Bernie's almost certainly going to have the most delegates more than everybody else when all said and done and they don't like bernie and they want to stop bernie so they want to override the will of the people and then they have the nerve to turn around to you and be like oh my god the bernie bros are so mean all i did was say that i don't believe in democracy and i'm an authoritarian and i think elite should override the will right. of the people that's all i said and then people sent me a bunch of snake emojis and poop emojis and you know what i think the bernie people need to apologize no you need to apologize you need to apologize anybody who has that position needs to apologize because you don't believe in elections, you don't believe in democracy, you don't believe in the will of the people, and you're an elitist authoritarian. Am I being clear? You can whine and scream all you want at the mean Bernie bros. You don't believe in democracy. You don't believe in democracy. You want to. Yeah, and the other part of it that we should notice is that he 
he talked about Russia. Make no mistake, he said this on an earlier show of his, they're going to accuse Bernie of being an, oh, it was Lee Camp, it was Lee Camp who said, they're going to accuse Bernie of being a Russian asset. Wait for it, it's just the next thing, because when they try to take it away from Bernie at the convention, they need some kind of smokescreen, and that's the smoke bomb they're gonna throw out on stage. Oh, Bernie is a Russian asset. That's why we have to take it away from Bernie. So these two strategies are gonna go together. Override the will of the people. Biggest story in the country by far, by far. And it's not even being discussed in corporate media. You have to come to a show like this to get it. I told you they cut out this clip from the final version. I wonder why. And on your show, Kyle, not once, not even today, have you said the words Bernie or bust as an appropriate strategy for all of us to follow. Although, okay, I'm not gonna steal the thunder, here it comes. They wanna bury this. And they want, by the way, if a contestant convention comes, they're gonna act like in mainstream media, it's the most normal thing in the world. It's like the old saying, the revolution won't be televised. They're not gonna televise it. Nope. Listen, you have my word. If it gets to a contested convention, I will be in Milwaukee with a megaphone and I will come out on this show and I will say, if you're a viewer of this show and you value our future, you better get your ass to Milwaukee. Walk, run, whatever the hell you got to do. Take a plane, get there, get there, because we have to fight back against this. We cannot let them steal this from under our nose. We can't let that happen. I want a million angry people in the streets. Now, understand something. I am a true believer in nonviolent, peaceful resistance. I think it's the most moral way to protest, and um, I think it's the most productive way to protest. But see, this is what I'm trying to warn the Democratic establishment, bro. Not everybody is me. Not everybody's me. Not everybody deeply believes in peace. And when you try to steal an election right in front of people's faces, can I guarantee you that everybody who's marching on uh, on Milwaukee during the DNC, can I guarantee you everybody's going to be peaceful? Hell no, I can't. There was some of that in Philadelphia when the Bernie delegates walked out of the convention. There were a lot of riotous people in the streets and none of that showed up on television. You have to watch a documentary film to see it. There were Black Lives Matter protesters blocking highways. There were a lot of protests happening in Philadelphia that the general public were not privy to. I'm not a wizard. I'm not a magician. I can't guarantee you people won't go overboard because people tend to get angry when you override their vote. That's what happens. People tend to get angry when you steal it from right in front of us. People tend to dislike authoritarian power grabs. People don't like that. People don't like elites. And again, the media will not televise this or they'll televise it and be like, ah, oh, see, these are the bad guys. No, we're yeah. the ones fighting for democracy. So they're gonna, they're gonna try to do it. Bernie has to win on the first ballot, man. I don't wanna be in a position where we all have to go to Milwaukee and march on the And how best to get Bernie on the first ballot, Kyle? Let's hear you say it. DNC, I don't wanna be in that position. I want to be able to say, okay, he got 50 plus one. We're good money. There's nothing they could do even if they wanted to now. Bernie's the nominee. So listen, let's avoid that ending. Everybody get out there. Everybody get involved. Everybody go vote for Bernie. Get your family to vote for Bernie. Get your friends to vote for Bernie. Text, phone bank, whatever you got to do. That's not going to do it. Canvassing is only going to go so far. All these new voters, all these young, woke voters, all of the under 35 crowd, they don't vote in primaries. We need to get the old people. So if we're gonna go to Milwaukee and be peaceful, 
It's be not because all the young people voted in the primaries. Young people never vote in the primaries. What we need is the old people, the boomer people, the white, affluent, educated people to realize that it's either going to be Bernie or it's going to be Trump. And there's enough good faith there for most of them. They'll say, okay, then I guess it's going to have to be Bernie. It's only the true insiders, the true oligarchic suck-ups that would rather vote for Trump than for Bernie. They're out there, lots of them. But they're higher up than most of the suburban, affluent, white people who vote for Mayor Cheat and Wine Cave Warren. So let's, let's get on this. Yes, it's Wine Cave Warren. It's not just Wine Cave Pete. They're both in wine caves. They both have billion-dollar donors. It's alliterative either way. My studio audience is trying to make me laugh today, so excuse that. Anyway, Kyle, canvassing will only go so far. And also, if you're a sheepdog, and I still think perhaps you are, Kyle, I still think you're a sheepdog unless you're actually gonna say, Bernie or bust, enough is enough. Bernie or bust, enough is enough. You promised you're gonna be in Milwaukee with your megaphone. Well, I want you to promise that that's what you're gonna be bellowing into that megaphone. Enough is enough. We're Bernie or bust. Enough is enough. We're Bernie or bust. I want to see you there, Kyle. I'm going to be looking for you. But let me tell you something. Whatever tiny shreds of respect that I had for any of the other candidates on stage. No. Gone. All gone. 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 And I can only speak for myself here. I did this in 2016. I told you guys, hey, man, you know. I can't tell you what to do. I can only tell you what I plan to do. And my position in the 2016 was election was Bernie Sanders in the primary when they rigged it and took it from him. I made the argument, hey, I'm in a safe swing state. I'm just telling you guys I'm not going to vote for Hillary and I'm comfortable with that. My vote really doesn't matter here in New York. I'm not going to vote for Hillary. But I added the caveat, you know, if I was in a swing state, I probably would suck it up and vote for Hillary. Boo. That's what I said in 2016 because Boo. I do believe Hillary wouldn't have pulled out of the Paris Climate Agreement. Hillary wouldn't have pulled out of the Iran deal. Like certain things she was just objectively better on, even though in many other ways they were totally equivalent, her and Trump. But I'll tell you this. If they steal the election from Bernie, if Bernie gets more votes than any other candidate and they take it from him on the second ballot— I am 100% not voting for whichever Democratic candidate they try to shove down our throats. 100%. And you won't even get any damn caveats out of me this time. There won't be like, oh, if I was in a swing state, I would suck it up and go do it even though I don't want to do it. You won't get any of that, son. None of it. If you try to do an authoritarian power grab an undemocratic move, override the will of the people so that you can serve the democratic establishment, the elites and the corporatists, you're going to get, Trump is going to win in such a colossal landslide that it's going to be embarrassing. And the Democratic Party will be a pile of ashes. So what happened last time that was so different than this time? Was it not a power grab? Was it not authoritarianism in plain sight? Fascism. Democratic Party fascism in plain sight. I don't see the difference. And that's why I was Bernie or bust last time. Sounds like you're Bernie or bust this time, but you need to come right out and say Bernie or bust because that's what we need to hear. And while you're at it, Kyle, sign the Bernie or bust pledge. Bernie or bust 2020.us. That's Bernie or bust 2020.us. 
You heard it here, Bernie or Bust 2020.us. Everybody, Kyle, everybody needs to take the Bernie or Bust pledge. If you don't want to pile into the streets in Milwaukee, if you don't want to get your bullhorn out there, you need to sign the pledge. You need to tell all 138,759 viewers of this episode to get out there. You need to tell the people who liked your program 15,000 likes. 802,000 subscribers, Kyle. You need to wade in and you need to tell all of us that this is the recommended strategy from Secular Talk, the Kyle Kalinske Show. We all need to declare that we're Bernie or Bust. We all need to sign the Bernie or Bust pledge. If you're serious and you don't want blood in the streets in Milwaukee, then that's what you need to do, Kyle. And if you want me to come on your show and say it for you, and then you can be the foil and say, well, I don't know, man. I don't know if that's that's okay. Fine. But somebody needs to tell them. And if they find me persuasive, great. I don't care who it is. Somebody has to tell them this. Okay. So don't try us. I'm telling you up front. I'm telling you right now. Do not try us. If Bernie Sanders has more votes than anybody else, he's the nominee. We're going to make that be the case. All right. And I'm telling you up front. So I just, you guys need to spread this clip around, the one from the debate, because everybody needs to know what was casually uttered. It was so nonchalant. Yes. We have because let the process play its way out. Yeah. Well, what a fancy, nice, joyous way of saying something. <laughs> That really means, let's steal the election. Get out of here. Get out of here, son. So don't try us. If you're not talking about this story today, you're not a serious person. You might follow politics. You know, it might be part of what you do, but you're not a serious person. If you think, ah, oh, this is fine, it's fine, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, it's fine, it's fine. You're not a serious person unless you call it Bernie or Bust. Man. There are some deeply immoral, unethical, and corrupted people, both in the media and other politicians. And it is, it's a scary thing to see, but we will fight back. Okay. We will stand up for democracy. Okay. We will fight authoritarianism. Okay. We will defeat the elites. Nobody's coming to save us, guys. Nope. It's on me and you. So let's do what we have to do. Let's do it. Get on board the Bernie Buzz train. Come get on board the Bernie Buzz train. Once you hear that clickety clack, there ain't no time for turning back. Get on board the Bernie Buzz train. The preceding episode can be viewed on the YouTube channel. Bernie or Bust Television.